Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with co-host, lovely Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. Guys, listen, if it wasn't for Kimberly Rose, you could you would be stuck listening to just me. Even I like listening to Kimberly Rose. <laughs> so, big thank you for Kim agreeing to be the co-host. All right. Listen, it is about time to talk about the 2022 year in review for cannabis. That's right. Last year's what the heck happened in 2022 2022 as it relates to cannabis and you might say well ed why the heck did you wait until april well it's because our industry moves so fast that it really is hard to get information until a few months have gone by now we were aware of a lot of things that we are going to speak about today but we've just not had a chance to share it with you yet so as some of the things we talk about today like whoo you see how much Delta 9 they're putting in the gummies these days and not calling it recreational. Yeah. <laughs> calling it legal cannabis, so it's funny, fun. So when we talk about these today, we had already gone through them, but nice ideas to summarize it for everybody out there mm-hmm. and go, hmm, let's see what 20, 2022 looked like. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was um, easier than 2021. Right? Obviously, more accepted, CBD in general, and even even the cannabis side, even the marijuana side, seems to be more accepted. You know what? That is a perfect way to put this, and I would agree. I looked at it from some a different perspective. I, I thought it was stable. I thought it was predictable. Uh, you know, the innovations, uh, the... The regulatory issue still completely unsolved, but quieter. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like uh, again, people are going. Oh, see, we thought there was going to be like this wild, crazy party going on with mm-hmm. all this CBD and THC, and people were just going to get in trouble, and right? all the bad was coming. You know, just wait and see what all the bad happens, and it's really. Not happening. No, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Well, you know what might help with why it is that way in 2022? Well, let me give you some market consumer trends. Easy ones. Okay. 64% of the consumers of cannabis will do CBD and THC. Can I say that number again? 64%. All right. Who do you think's next down the list? Do you think it would be CBD only or THC only? No cheating. I didn't give it to you yet. <laughs> what do you think? What would your instincts have to say? Would you think the second highest group would be THC only or CBD only? I'm going to say THC only. I would have thought so too and completely wrong. No, really? Next down the list is 20% CBD only. Well, I do have, I still do have a lot of customers that really just want the CBD molecule yeah. and not the rest of the plant. I've heard you talk to them. So yeah. I, I, I hear how, uh, how um, confident they are in their request. Yeah. And I'm not talking about CBD isolate. I'm just talking about, no, I'll take a full spectrum CBD. I'm not interested in any of the psychoactivity of THC. Right. I'll take it for its medicinal, but I'm not interested in the the recreational side. Mm-hmm. I do hear that all the time. And and the number for THC use only was a lot lower than I thought it would be. It's 16% of cannabis consumers are doing THC only. Only 16%. Hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, I have a lot of people that also come in and say, I tried THC and it wasn't for me. Yeah. Or, yeah, I need something a little bit different than that. Um, I, I, I want to stay in the plant area, but I don't want to go just... And obviously, it's also the dispensaries are just making everything so strong. 
Oh, my goodness, it's, right? It's really hard. Remember we had a show on that? Yeah. That uh, THC would start out at about 12%. Uh, I think this is where we came at about 12%. Mm-hmm. Back in the 70s when we all first started experiencing it. And then by the time 20, 2021 hit, numbers like 60 and 70% with goals of getting higher. Yeah. I'll say those numbers again. 12 to 60 or 70%. And you know what? Give it to commerce for for entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. for commerce to be able to figure out how to do this. Of course, everybody wants to make it bigger, make it better, make it more appealing. And you got lots of brains behind this. So, of course, it's going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, I have the argument that I don't think you need to go that high um, because, well, two reasons. Obviously, if you have a smart user they're okay, going regulate to regulate the quantity regulate right, right. they're going to cut it in half mm-hmm. they're going to break it down to yeah. where it lasts longer and it's more efficient but the younger crowd or the people inexperienced probably are going to go down a hard path before they figure out oh maybe i don't need that much maybe i can back up a little bit yeah that is so well put yeah. and i have a feeling it's what's contributing to this 16%. Yeah. Right. The yeah. users, because there's less confidence with all of these adjustments and these rapid iterations of the market. Right. Yeah. I, I really love the term microdosing. And that's becoming a big term, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And I also hear it a lot. Well, let's talk about other things. And then we're going to come back uh, towards the, towards the uh, latter part of this show where we get to the cool innovation stuff. But... Let's go to the red tape. We got to talk about regulatory, but there is something good uh, that came from the regulatory in twenty uh, two thousand twenty two. Recreational use is now legal in twenty one states. Yeah, it's really growing. Is your state one of the lucky ones? Arizona is one of the twenty one. Yes, it is. And that number is growing. Rapidly, mm-hmm. Kim, can you remember when the first two and then three states were legalized? Well, Does yeah. not seem very long to go to me. I, no. I'm I'm thinking five years ago, six. Maybe? I don't even know if it's been that long. Maybe not California even that long. Went. All of a sudden, boom, and then they just like dominoes, mm-hmm. one after another after another. And by the way, everybody, I should be clear: cannabis is legal in all fifty states. What we're talking about here with the 21 is the recreational side being legal. You have the ability to go into a dispensary and buy yourself recreational THC, just so we're clear. Mm-hmm. All right. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Safe. Uh, now, how about on the regulatory side? Uh, FDA has, it's been a struggle for FDA to make rulings on where CBD is as it relates to consumer products. Mm -hmm. Is it a dietary supplement? Is it a prescription ingredient? Is it, right? And, And they're having a hard time with this, so the regulatory gray area is still happening. And there are a couple, I don't know, players that might be clogging up the progress of this uh, and you know they have a few pharmaceutical products out and they have a bunch in the working but I think the thing that's going to have impact on FDA finally getting this market segment regulated is going to be the passing of the Safe Banking Act. You think that'll do it? Yeah, and and not I'm not alone in this. Uh, most executives in the marketplace believe that that's the key. Once that passes, uh, then it opens the door for banking to join the market. Okay. Shall I make that clear for all you uh, listeners out there who might be curious? Right now, uh, if you go to a dispensary, if you're in a in a uh, state that has recreational use, you go into a dispensary, you cannot use anything but cash. I know there's some creativity out there with some cards and stuff, but the reality is 
is banks will not allow for dispensaries to process the normal banking transactions. In other words, no credit card transactions. All right, so the Safe Banking Act is designed to remove the banking institution from any connection to anything unlawful since cannabis is still in one place, DEA still scheduled as a, 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 a one substance. Yes. Right? I, I don't understand that either. I know. Um, I don't either. So, but this fair, but let me stay on topic for this just for a second, okay. and then I want to hear your comments on it. So the Safe Banking Act literally was in place five years ago, and it has passed everything but Congress, and Congress keeps finding a way to slip it in, and it constantly gets tossed. Mm -hmm. I guess is the right way to put that. Yeah. All right. But by such slim margins, it's incredible I have to watch this. Anyway, the Democrats say they're going to push it through again in 2023. And uh, again, just like they say twice a year, uh, have high hopes. Yeah. Well, it seems to me like everybody's busy fighting about every other thing in the world right now. Uh, so this is very true. This is why things get stuck All in right. that place. Now, this is where I think you'll have a lot to speak on. Yeah. One of the reasons this bill is staying in the process, it's, it's, it's staying with Congress and will get pushed sooner or later, is because the environment they have created is this. They've allowed these dispensaries to operate. They sold them permits to operate. Right. But then they uh, created a system where they cannot deposit funds like a normal business. Right. These stores are managing hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. Yeah, I can't imagine. And don't think that's the owner in there doing it. Who's in there doing that? Employees. Yeah. And there's potential for being robbed constantly. There is just, it's very, it's a, it can be a very challenging place to work. And the, 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 the political system, they are very aware that they've created this. Yeah. And that's what's going to push this. Right. It is, it's, it, it's amazing. Uh, I mean, running a business on a cash only business Ooh. just sounds yeah. very difficult and, um, very easily to go down a very slippery slope of mismanagement and crime yeah. and just all of the things that, why? More than just the employee problem, there's the things you just spoke with, uh, spoke of. Yeah. It's, it's one of the reasons, obviously, why we never went into that area yeah. because it's, there's just too many, there's too many obstacles. Yeah. And yeah. it's not medicinal, really. Right. <laughs> the, well, the, the consumption of medicinal in there is, is pretty low. Yeah. Yeah, they share the numbers. They're, it's pretty low. But um, so if we go, if we look at this, the Safe Banking Act will pass sooner or later. Mm -hmm. And that problem, and by the way, I do want to share on that problem, just kind of put everybody in, in so they can connect with your statement of, just imagine the amount of cash you have to deal with. Well, think of a business that needs to pay for a large print job. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fairly usual. So I talked to my printer guy one day. I was in there, and he was like, oh, yeah, I just had something really funny happen. I had a guy came in and paid for his uh, printer job. And by the way, I'll say his printer job was twenty six grand. Mm. The guy showed up with bags of cash that totaled twenty six grand. Yeah. Now, this... <laughs> That wasn't the end of it. So, you know, I don't think these guys are super sophisticated that are collecting the cash. And certainly my friend at the printer shop does not have a team set up to count $26,000 right. in cash. Do you yeah. have any idea? We sold a car once and they gave us cash. And I, I don't, it wasn't that much, but it took me like two hours to count it. To count it, yes. I'm like, can you imagine if somebody showed up at your business going, you know, here's your rent for this month. Right. I yeah. Know. And plop two big, bold, tall bags on, their, on mm -hmm. your desk. All right. I just wanted to put that in perspective. Right. Now, that's the funny side, but it's been around long enough that now criminals know there's a lot of cash in there. 
and now the employee, the concerns of us putting our employees in a vulnerable spot just because we can't get over this political challenge uh, is starting to be, it's start, the light's starting to get shined on that yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous point. at this point. Yeah, completely ridiculous. That's my that's my opinion. <laughs> nice, appreciate you shared it. All right, so uh, and let's just talk a little bit about FDA for those who might be con- uh, interested. We are always interested, and we're interested in where FDA is positioned on regulating CBD for three reasons. One is we'd like to see many many more studies human trials, stuff like that, mm-hmm. which with it not being regulated has an, an impact on. We would also like to see high standards that were required. That would clean up our industry. And for us who are practicing good production uh, habits and such, we're going to stand out now. Right now, we're mixed in with a lot of people who aren't keeping high standards. They're aware of that too. And then finally, I said there was three. The third one would be the consumers can then feel like they are being protected the way they should be protected. Hey, your products need to meet these certain standards. Okay, they need to have no issues with pesticides and solvents and and it's a requirement and you gotta as a consumer want to know when you take this product that none of that is going to be there Mm -hmm. that it was manufactured with high standards and that's something fda can do for us so those are my big three reasons why so here was their position closing out the year of 2022 Uh, Let's see, U.S. Food and Drug Administration to forge a regulatory path forward for cannabidiol and consumer products such as conventional food and dietary supplements will now be waiting on Congress to act. FDA announced on January 26th of this year that its existing food and dietary supplements regulatory pathways are not appropriate for CBD products and that the agency does not intend to initiate rulemaking for CBD. Rather, FDA called for a new regulatory pathway for CBD, products that balances individuals' desire for access to CBD products with the regulatory oversight needed to manage the risks. All right, and that was a quote from FDA. Mm-hmm. And I read it per, I didn't mess it up at all. Which, which Not means this time. what? Which <laughs> means what? Uh, they're delaying it again. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Right. So, but then they're, well. Then, then I had some news. I mean, um, FDA, FDA denied three petitions so far uh, from trade associations that, amongst everything else, FDA, uh, that for FDA to issue a regulation allowing CBD products to be marked as dietary supplements, but they've declined all of them. So uh, anyway, that's it's, that's my report for FDA. Right, we're just stuck in a. We're just stuck in a loop, and again, I think the Fair Banking Act will solve all that for us. I'm sorry, the Safe Banking Act will solve that for us. Um, I also want to share that Biden had also. Uh, sent out a memorandum to pardon all federal offenses of simple marijuana possession. Yes. All right. Everybody knew about that. You yeah. did, how did you know about it? Uh, Were you pardoned? Just, just, just say it. Go ahead. Tell everybody. I think they started doing that um, when they started bringing in medical marijuana. I know in Arizona Yeah. they I, started it way back when. Mm-hmm. No, they just started. They stopped citing people, but did they pardon? They also started and, pardoning. Okay, cool, very good. <laughs> just for those convictions that were literally just possession of marijuana, okay. not possession for sale and, the, you know, the higher scale um, felonies, but mm-hmm. just possession. Okay. All right, well, I think that's grand because they don't need to be in there. No. I don't know. My opinion is they should not be in there. Well, it was so ridiculous back in the day yeah. um, that if you were caught with marijuana, even if it's just, just a tiny little joint, nothing else, three times you went to prison. Like, mm. what? Yep. So that was, it, it got out of hand there for a while. 
And thank goodness we're not there anymore. Right, great, great. I love the fact that we're not there anymore. Same here, same here. Hey, I got another interesting subject for you. And who's into this new AI stuff, right? Well, you know, I'm old, so I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, it's cool. Uh, you now can ask this AI chatbot anything you want, and come. it comes back with something that is pretty interesting to read. Okay. So I decided to, to type in there, hey, what are the biggest trends in 2022? And here's what AI had to say. All right, for any of you that do not know what AI is, artificial intelligence. Yes. And what is that? Is it uh, chat, GBD, GBT? I think that's what I used. Anyway, here are a, here's a, a uh, seven bullet list of things it gave me when I asked that question. Legalization efforts. And again, uh, recognize that 21 states were now recreationally legal. All right, how about diversification of products? Now, it, uh, we know what some of these products are. What was the biggest product, Kim, do you think that came out in the market in 2022? A CBD product? Yeah. Oh, boy. Huh. Uh, why don't we go across cannabis all, all together? CH, THC or CBD? Biggest product growth in? The biggest growth, I think, it's got to be topicals. Right? Or is oh, it edibles? It is. And that was on the top three, too. <laughs> Beverages were top. Would, would, beverages were number one. Yeah, beverages are very popular yep. now. Yep. And then it went from beverages. Number two was edibles. And number three was topicals. Ah. Now, let's, let's, let's stay on the edibles then for a minute because the other thing... No, we're not going to stay on that. We're going <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna to save that conversation for later. Okay. But edibles are, just so everybody knows, they will extend from all the way from candies like gummies, hard candies, to pastries like cookies and brownies, to beverages, to now capsules and tablets, right? So those would all be considered edible. Go through your digestive system, all right? Yeah. So when we talk about it, yeah, there we go. Lots of creative, lots of room for creativity there. Oh, well, I think there's even restaurants now that will give you uh, a CBD burger, a THC burger. It, they'll, they make food with, it's added into food, actual normal food plates on a, at a restaurant. Well, shoot. And have you been to one yet? I have not. I would uh, love to. Okay. Except... Of course, I want to make sure that, again, I'm microdosing because I am much more sensitive to THC than you are. Yeah. Very yeah. true. Very true. Takes very little. Yeah. And I would think you'd have to ar arrange for a ride home. Oh, sure. Because or you just go to one of those hotels that is also cannabis friendly. And then you just stay there. Then you just stay there. Absolutely makes sense. And yeah, they're not. So I, I might as well just jump right into that answer from AI. And they called this cannabis tourism. Yeah. And they also, in addition to that, social consumption spaces. Right. So uh, of, so that's two items that they came up with. So you already spoke of cannabis tourism. Mm -hmm. And it's a big thing now, apparently. Oh, there's cannabis weddings. Yeah. You can, you can, there's just, it's turned into... A little bit of a niche that mm -hmm. you can just figure out what you want to do. Say, if you are a, a cannabis user and you know your family and friends are, then you can have a cannabis wedding. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I, I think it's fun. Listen, is it better than having alcohol at your wedding? Some would say yes. Yep. What other kind of, what other kind of tourism would they promote cannabis? Like, you can't promote cannabis in a scuba diving thing. No. That seems Yeah, no, like, let's not go there. That seems like difficult. But snorkeling, maybe you could do a little snorkeling. Uh, scuba diving snorkeling. Under the influence, <laughs> maybe. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, nothing really strenuous. Right. Um, because usually you're not really in, t in the mood to be, you know. Yeah. I wonder if Jamaica, now, Jamaica is probably, well, I mean, because they were known already as a destination yes. for cannabis, right? Right. Well, if cannabis tourism is stepping up, that usually means it's stepping up in other than places who mm -hmm. already had it. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're recognizing a decline. 
Well, I yeah. mean, again, I'll, I won't call it a bar, but it would be like, you know, kind of like your hookah bars are now cannabis bars. Yeah, good point. Um, I know I've had someone, I I know I've had someone approach the the store and want to open up something close to us that they people could go in and smoke and just mm. hang out. Okay, I, that never came to fruition, but that was a thought in someone's mind. Yeah, and that does fall under social consumption spaces. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. All right, well, let's keep going down this list and see what else showed up on here. Uh, I was surprised to see that sustainability and eco-friendly practices were also showing up. Well, I think, um, again, cannabis users are more um, eco-friendly. They're more thoughtful of the earth and and, and less... Uh, uh, what do I want to say? They don't consume plastics and they don't use all of those things they want to use things that are good for the earth that are good for the future it's just we'll, we're gonna call it the hippie way i guess yeah way back when is what where that movement started and it kind of went away and i think it's it's headed back here i you know i think you might be right yeah because the only reason this would show up is if the consumer wanted it right i mean i have to I have to be in that position to say that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and business executives try to be mindful, but at the end of the day, they're usually persuaded by the consumer. And if the consumer is asking for this, that is a pretty cool sign. Yes, I think so. Very much so. Yeah, I do too. And also on here was focus on quality showed up as one of the trends in cannabis for 20, 2022. Well, quality is always so important in everything, especially when you're consuming it. Yeah. I would agree. Yes. I would agree. And most would absolutely agree with you. But I wondered, why did it show up as a trend in 2022? Well, I think because, again, a top people, trend. Yeah, people are looking for something that's going to actually work. Mm -hmm. So you got to have a good quality product if, for it to really give you the benefits that you're looking for. You were, you, so that would be a correct answer. Right. Move into a different place. Why did it become important to the brand owners that this be, like they have to give more attention to it. It's because in the past three years, how many brands came onto the market and totally trashed the market? Uh, way too, too many. many. Yes. Can say that again? I can't tell you how many customers I have go, oh, yeah, I tried that. It doesn't, it doesn't oh, work. Oh, my it didn't goodness. Work. Like, oh, my goodness. Because yeah. you didn't get good quality no. CBD. Hey, the, the market was I, two years ago. This was in 2021. The market was filled with Amazon... CBD products mm -hmm. claiming to have 4 million grams, milligrams of stuff in it. Yeah. I don't know. Huge ridiculous. numbers. Huge numbers. Impossible numbers. Um, you know, that, no. Oh, my God. No. Yes. And, well, hopefully and they that were populating. Oh, by the way, Amazon said we don't sell CBD, so we don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it technically wasn't CBD anyway. It was garbage. Right. That's correct. So but the, the, they flooded the market. Mm -hmm. And it didn't end there. So then traditional e-com did the same thing. They throw a product into the market over a e-commerce platform. People would buy it up because they'd incentivize it correctly. And by the time you knew it was crap, they had already closed that site up and opened another one. Right. Right. And that happened over and over. And, 20, and 2021 was a big deal. We suffered through it. I got to tell you. Uh, I watched yes. Kim answer so many phone calls. It was just saddening. It was very sad because a lot of people did not understand that they had ordered a product and now they were on some crazy subscription. Oh, my goodness. And nobody on this planet thing, could cancel. And they couldn't find a phone number or anybody to contact to please cancel. It was terrible. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the big reason for 
focus on quality to have stepped up. The, the real players in this industry knew that this market was, was beaten up by those players. Yeah. It truly was. Mm -hmm. Misinformation, too. Equally as traumatizing to the consumers in this market. So we knew we took this beating. So the, the stand-up thing to do was in 2022 was to try to correct it. Yeah. Well, we'll give AI kudos then for picking out what, how many were there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Here's what it, here's Fairly what Fairly good um, yeah. topics. Yeah. And here's what I liked about AI and why I chose it. It's not biased yet. Yeah. You know, it just goes through the data and it does this with a bit of intelligence, but it's not biased. So I'm not reading some manufacturer or some political figure's opinion mm -hmm. on what the trends were. I was actually listening to something. I'm biased and I really like that. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> it was a good idea. Plus, the last couple of times I've brought this up in meetings, everybody's like, what? You got that from AI? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's entertaining. Do, is it capable of becoming biased? Oh, we should make a show around this. <laughs> right. It's, it's called Become Aware. Yes. Right? Have its own uh, conscience. conscience. That just sounds terrifying. It certainly does. It certainly does. All right. So when we so after our break, I gotta tell you this. After our break, we're gonna go into some of the products that were innovated in 2022. And if I were to ask you, what do you think the craziest product that you remember seeing last year? Huh. Well, I think the the one I liked the best was when we interviewed the guy w that made the wine that was a THC wine. Yeah, wasn't that an interesting story? Yes. Yeah, I, I got to admit that was interesting. Cool. Yes, All right. that was cool. Yeah. All right. Well, now we got a little bit of a teaser for our second half of today's show. <laughs> we are going to take this time to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to give you the innovative new products that showed up and 2022. All right, listeners, make sure you join us and we'll be right back. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the CBDEdShow.com. That's info at the CBDEdShow.com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back to the CBDH Show. We're here with lovely Kimberly Rose. Hello. Okay. And your other host, Ed Cheney. Yes. He's still here with us. We really like being able to, what would you say we do best? We are, we are the two who challenge ourselves to fight misinformation in this market. I can almost envision us with these great big long swords <laughs> and misinformation just sneaking around in a little dark outfit and I was just attacking them going, hey, get out of here. Get out of here. It's our market now. It's not true. Yes, there <laughs> is a lot of, I mean, again, not as many as before, but there are still people out there that have been misinformed about what's going to happen to them if they start taking CBD. Of course, of course. Yes. And I was looking more at the villain. I'm like, there's a lot of people out there 
putting out misinformation. Yes, there is. Um, yeah. Let's see. What is it? I mean, I don't know. We do, we looked into does it help you lose weight? Right. Uh, we did that one. Um, and it does have a potential there, but it is not a weight loss it's an indirect. supplement. No. Right. It, it makes you feel better. It helps you get up and move around better. It helps you recover faster. But... Um, it's not gonna. You, you gotta. Right. You gotta actually move your body um, to lose the weight. It's not gonna lose the weight for you. Yeah, no magic. I get it. No. Now, when we okay, and we might talk a little bit more about that when we we talk about another innovative product for the year two thousand and twenty-two. But hold off for a sec. Okay. What I also want to share is. A, an accolation that our industry received because of 2022. It was reported that to date, since cannabis started, there has been 23,000 scientific papers published. You get a paper published is a thing. Okay, you don't just go up and hand somebody and walk away. It's quite an ordeal to get a paper published. So that makes the cannabis market or the that makes cannabinoids. I'll say this more like this. It makes cannabinoids now the most studied natural remedy on the planet. Which is fantastic. On the planet. Yeah. The most studied. Yeah. That is really that that is just everything we can hang our hat on because yeah. and there's now, listen, I'm sure there are studies out there that go, yeah, it didn't really do as much as we wanted it to. But most of the studies, the oh, conclusion yeah. is we need more studies. Yep. <laughs> In fact, that they're not getting them. Ah, that's that's one thing I can't wait for is once all those studies come out. Yeah. Hey, because we already know there's value. But you know what you and I do not know yet is when you tweak those profiles of cannabinoids, we don't know the value of that yet because everybody's just now exploring that. Yeah, I mean, we talked to, well, we didn't get to talk to Bonnie, but um, the doctor mm -hmm. who, yep. uh, they did a study on children mm -hmm. and CBD. Was it autism? It was, yeah. Yes, and that was very successful. So that study, I uh, and pardon me, everyone, I don't remember the name of the study, um, but we did remember. do a show on it. Yep, we did. <laughs> Um, and that was a great study, and it was very, very promising in the world of autism. Yep. And I expect to hear a lot out of Bonnie this year, too. Yes. As we, as we start into, head into this year, she's, uh, she's quite a strong personality in the industry right now. Uh, let's move into product innovations. Kim, what was the innovative beverage that you were referring to that we had on the show? Yes, we had a gentleman on the show who uh, has been in the cannabis world for a while, yeah. and he really wanted to make um, a THC product that was extremely similar to a cocktail. He had a wine, and he had a margarita. Correct, yes. And um, his theory there is it was very low in THC, but just enough to so you drank a glass of that and you had the same feeling as if you had a glass of wine, right? And um, or a margarita, whichever drink you you chose. I just thought that was very innovative in that you were not, you know, you could give up that glass of wine and have a glass of this beverage instead mm -hmm. and not have the hangover and all the things that we know are bad for your body when you drink alcohol. Yeah. And, you know, it helps with social. And, yeah. and we all needed help coming out of COVID on our social skills. Exactly. Yeah, so I either have... up the alcohol or find this more, uh, more uh, well, certainly it's... Plant based, just an alternative, yeah. you know. And you, if you can still get that same relaxing feeling, I had a customer come in just a few days ago that said, uh, "I've been drinking too much wine. I really yeah. like to have a glass of wine 
um, while I'm making dinner or as soon as I get home and then I want one with dinner. And anyway, she's she was saying, I need to cut back on that. I've had many people say that to me over the last year after COVID um, because we all overindulged and it is a good alternative. There are CBDs out there that are water soluble that you can also put into. So I think those innovations where we can maybe take alcohol out of our daily regimen and put something in that's going to be a little more beneficial to your body and a, li- a lot less harmful yep. is a great way yeah. to go. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would agree. Give some people some choices yeah. that are, are, are capable of doing what alcohol does. Yeah. Now, okay, I'm not saying, you know, I love my wine, so mm-hmm. we know that. Well, I know it's coming from a good place. <laughs> yeah, but it's always nice to have an alternative. Yeah, and if you remember, Bill shared a story with us on how he came up with the idea to run into this market space with an adult THC beverage. He had said he had gone to uh, one of the trade shows, and he was just moving his regular CBD products, and this was during that COVID time, so people weren't walking the floors. You had to come to somebody's room or a smaller office inside of the convention center and that's where you met each other so where the b2b sales were happening and he decided you know he told me this story he said yeah i just put a bottle of wine on the table and took one of my thc product stickers and resized it so that i could put it around the bottle and it it fit around the bottle and he said i didn't think anything of it It was just out on the table. People could see it. They didn't see it. I was busy making sales of our other products. But he said that bottle was picked up and or questioned by almost everybody he sat with that weekend. Mm -hmm. And wow, what a a cool way to end at a, uh, I think this would be a really good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know that I feel like I have a memory <laughs> that we I brought home a THC root beer at one point, yeah. way back when, okay. when I had my medical card and, you know, that was the way you got your your um, cannabis. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, it was good, but it was not, it was like a root beer, you know, where it was not in like a wine form or like a, something that we identify as a cocktail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because root beer would not, that makes Yeah. Sense. So I think infused beverages have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not a long while, but a little while. But this was a good innovation, I thought. Yeah. I, I did too. And I, I think it's still got lots of legs. Now it's moved in to the nutrition market as well. Yeah, in the CBD form. Yeah, in yes. the CBD form. I uh, Agreed. Yes. So for recovery purposes or staying in homeostasis or calm or energy. There's lots of different products out there now that are in the more health and wellness segment. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, well, let's move to infused gummies with hemp-derived Delta 9. All right, let's talk through this one because for this to have the right type of interest... You got to say, we're talking about gummies that are allowed to be sold at Circle K. With THC in them. That's correct, with THC in it. Yeah. Now I've got your interest. Let's talk about how they did this. So, so let me tell you how they did this. So the, the 2018 act that cleared CBD we're very specific in the rules. And as long as the product came from the hemp plant and was be- and the THC level was below a 0.03%, then we're good. Right. All right. So here's what they figured out what to do. Uh, the key word in there is that it was by weight. And so they were able to then m- make... They were able to extract enough Delta-9 from the hemp plant to stay compliant. Mm -hmm. They were able to 
move the quantity of the gummy high enough to put enough THC in there to cause you to have a psychoactive effect. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll just say it further. And cause you to have some high. Right. Now, I have seen, I haven't seen, uh, excuse me, I have not seen, maybe it's been 10 milligrams. That's about as high of a dose of TH, Delta 9 okay. THC I have seen is 10. Well, no, I, I take that back, people. I think it's now up to 15, I, 15 milligrams okay. of THC and 15 of CBD. Now, the gummy looks like a cupcake, though, right? Yeah, it's, it's a pretty okay. big gummy, which All is right. how they get around the weight per weight or okay. by weight, right, rule. Um, but, I mean, if you're a consumer and you buy that, me personally, I'm a five to 10 milligram person, so I okay. would just cut that in half and it would last me twice as long. Right, right. So I don't, I don't, I don't think this is a bad thing. No, 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 no. I, I, don't, I don't think it is either. Uh, it is an, a, something that requires awareness, though. Yes. You grab some gummies and you think there's no way I'm going to get high, and then you eat them and then you drive home and, and maybe you were surprised. Yes, always. I'll leave it at that. Let's just say it's an absolute number one rule with an edible. Read the label. Yeah. Read that label. Make sure that you can see that it's everything. You know how it is on the back. It's like per serving. Yep. You're like, oh, my gosh. So one gummy is four servings? What the heck? Nice. So yeah, very well put. Read that label because yep. it can get you into a little bit of an issue where you're not going to be real happy. And Delta 8 showed up on there too. Uh, but we have a whole conversation about Delta 8. But when we get there, it's kind of the same thing. They are trying to squeeze more Delta 8 mm -hmm. into that product. But again, we'll, uh, we'll talk about Delta 8. We'll talk about how they created Delta 8, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, but well, how would you consider Delta 8 to be, Kim? You would call that a... I'm going to say it's kind of like a very... It's, it's a hybrid is what I how I describe it. It is not really strong like the 9. It is yeah. not going to be as psychoactive. Right. It's not going to keep you up at night having thoughts and, and paranoia. It's just a calmer high that I... I, I prefer it over the nine the and and i hear people talking about it all the time when they come into your store uh when i when i talk with other customers and team members that the delta eight gives them a little bit of feeling of euphoria uh -huh. but does it make them incapable right and incapable of everything incapable of you know being able to Manage your household chores or do your job or any of those. Have a conversation, anything, right? Not, I have customers that say I can't sleep um, with at all with the nine. The nine okay. just keeps me up. You know what? I might as well surface this now. Uh, do you, do, are you aware how Delta 8 was made? Um, I, ha I, have a, I have a sign in the store. <laughs> right. I, I believe... It, it it is the eight. I believe it is the the, the delta eight comes from the CBD molecule. You are correct. And they've closed up a side of it. You are correct there Ooh. too. Wow, how'd you get to that? I know. That well, was good. I, did. I have looked at that every once in a while. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the reality is, is they were able to extract the CBD molecule by itself out of the hemp plant. We all know this to be called CBD isolate. So it's a powder. And then using certain solvents, they were able to manipulate the atomic structure of that molecule. Mm -hmm. And then Delta-8 is what they now call it. Right. It closely resembles Delta-9, but is not. Uh, so, again, the way they spoke of the, the, the regulatory, the legal part of what can be sold is that it, would, it had to be from the hemp plant and it couldn't have more than 0.3% THC in it. Well, mm -hmm. Delta-8 pretty much met all those requirements. Yeah, and now, uh, so they call that a synthesized? Yes, a synthesized cannabinoid. cannabinoid, correct. And is it 
better or is it it's not bad for you no no we're not we're not thinking it is bad at all the uh you and i will have two perspectives on this one is cool okay it allows you to have that psychoactive feeling maybe that's all you were after and this one isn't so limiting mm-hmm. right right that, and right doesn't knock you down but here's the other side that you and i will see this molecule it doesn't have all the cannabinoids with it right right so we do believe in all of them together keeping the plant yeah there's so there's less combined health that comes from just doing the delta eight so then would you say then the eight is pretty much just a recreational by itself yes yes but you'll also see a lot of products moving into 20 2023 that are combining Delta-8 with CBD. CBD. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So now they're giving you the full spectrum, uh, what that hemp, hemp plant can offer with a little spin on feel good afterwards. Yeah. Or feel good while you're doing it, right. I guess is the right way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have moved into Delta-8 uh, as one of the players who kind of took spotlight in 2022. Mm-hmm. And mostly through infused gummies. Yes, I have seen some cartridges, but mainly gummies. Yeah, mainly gummies. Now, um, I think Kim and I remember when this molecule first came out, which was in 2021, right? I I, I want to say yes. I think so, too. Yeah. And it was sprinkled on the gummy. Do you remember that? That was the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Here, buy some... Uh, Oh, that, I mean, that was the thing. When you started looking into the market, you were like, yeah, I got to figure out which one sprinkled it onto the gummies and which one infused, infused it. it. I remember you did that for at least three or four months. Yeah, you definitely don't want it sprinkled on All for right. many reasons. For one, lots you're, of. You're going to get one gummy that has nothing and w- the other one has them all. <laughs> so you can't tell your milligrams anywhere right. or it's in the bottom of the package. You know, there's just Delta-8 everywhere, but except for in the... And you want it infused yeah. in yep. the gummy. Yeah, so I thought that was, that was an interesting evolution. And then the, anybody that sprinkled it on there just kind of went away, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't... No one's approached me with that. Well, well, you know, I, uh, I still like that it came to the market. Yeah. I thought when I first saw that coming to the market, I went, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Oh, a synthesized no, molecule. This doesn't sound right. Uh, but the reality is, is uh, the way, in fact, that they did it, it, the manipulation is fine. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it hit the market. I really am. Yes. Now, will at the end of the day, will this be a product that is, that is legal? This we still do not know. The DEA was very, was very uh, straightforward with this. He said, although we are not currently policing it, does not make it legal. Right. Okay. Yes. And we all know you still cannot drive under the influence. You still cannot do all those things that you know you're not allowed to do under the influence. Right. Now, you know another another product that showed up was fungi. Oh, mushrooms. Yeah. (laughs) Mushrooms. Yeah. Now, we have psilocytis. Philocytis. I don't know, psilocybin. I don't know. All right, so that's one mushroom everybody would know from back in the day. Mm-hmm. You eat that thing, or you make some tea, and then all of a sudden you're seeing stuff. Oh, yeah. no, the, That's that, filicide. That's definitely not. And we had a show on this where we had uh, those who were well-informed about that product trying to make it into the health and wellness space. Mm-hmm. Because microdosing... Has value. Has a lot of value. All right. Then we move into other products. And I think, Kim, you had something called, somebody had presented some products uh, that was Lion's Mane Mm -hmm. and one other. So there's all these fungi products that are coming out. And a few of them had paired up with CBD products in 2022. Yeah. That's really what I wanted to share with this. Uh, Do you have anything notable that you remember that showed up? Um, you know, I, I actually, um, tried the lion's mane. Is that what it's called? Yep. It was lion's mane. mane. Yeah. Um, I like, I liked it. Uh, Now, now it, uh, it, it came in a capsule form Uh and, um, it's, it is definitely a microdosing situation. 
Um, and it was, I, I find it to be a very pleasant experience. It okay. gives you an enormous amount of focus okay. and energy and just uh, good spirited. Not high, not under, you're not under any sort of influence whatsoever. Okay. Um, but it, it just really gave you a really good feeling um, throughout the day. And focus oh, nice. Nice and share. energy. And I, I have not brought it into the store, but it is not something that I would say no to. All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm also a big fan of, can, of uh, fungi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe that you have to be knowledgeable because fungi can be dangerous. Oh, very much so. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is not anything to play around with. All right. Let's talk about micronizing droplet size. And I first want to share, why did this come up as an idea? Well, micronizing uh, has been something that the pharmaceutical market has done for years. They will, micronizing is you take a molecule that's generally of a size of 600 nanometers, and then you shrink that down to 60 or 100. If that molecule does that, then the likelihood of your body processing it quicker, it becoming more friendly with how your body operates, because you know water molecules are pretty small. And this term micronizing really made it into the cannabis market in 20, 2022. Mm-hmm. It didn't start there, it started a little earlier. We first learned about it when we talked to that gentleman who made the adult beverage. Yes. And why did he micronize the THC molecule? This was his answer to us. He said, you know what? I had to create a product that reacted that the, you know, when the onset of the high came in, it was about the same as alcohol because people were used to that. They knew after they had two or three glasses, they should start monitoring themselves. Mm-hmm. All right. So what if you're a cannabis user and you drink two to three glasses of a liquid beverage that has cannabis in it? How long does cannabis usually take for you to, for you to kick in? For it to kick in for you, Kimberly? <laughs> well, again, I'm a little more sensitive. So I'm about 30 to 40 minutes before right. I start feeling. And I would be... 50 to an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. How many glasses of wine can I drink in that same time period? Right. Yeah. Before anything ever kicks in. Right. I would be crawling out of (laughs) this social environment. Right. So um, I know that that was the reason because once they micronized this molecule, it went through your system so much faster and became more available. Right. So, and then you only had you only, you only needed one drink. Yeah, one yeah. or two, but it also kicked in inside of that twelve minute mark. Right, right. So you were able to go. Okay, I it just didn't took one glass. Slam you in nice. an hour. <laughs> right. All right. So that was the big thing I wanted to share with micronizing droplet size. Mm-hmm. And now that's where it started. But in two thousand and twenty two, it made it into just consumer health and wellness lines so that more product became available to you quicker uh-huh. and it, there was more availability of it because your body was able to process it. I don't know if you know this, but when hemp is extracted from the plant, it's a big old oil molecule, big old oil droplet. Yeah. And it's large and if you try to mix it in water, it doesn't work. Yeah. Right? So they, uh, your body looks at it that way too. And when, they, when we micronize it, which by the way, we can do through either uh, high sound or through physical, crunch, you know, pounding, pounding it. it. So, right. okay, so if a consumer wanted to find a product like that, it's a, it's a water soluble. Yes. It's a nano emulsification, emuls- a nano emulsified emul- CBD. CBD. So those I'll are the call- two words you really kind of yes. want to look for. Okay. Nano emulsified. All right. Now, listen, I would love to continue on this subject, but we're going to make a wrap for today's show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, that we gave you some of the big trends for 2022. Mm -hmm. Can't wait until next week when we have more very cool content about getting rid of the misinformation 
in this market. Okay, till we get a chance to talk to you next, this is Ed and Kim saying, have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.